Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. If you're new here, I'm Jillian, and today we are going to hop into a little impromptu episode, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about accountability. The reason I pause here is because I'm actually doing a really good job of holding myself accountable right now. Last week, I had a bit of a crazy week, and I didn't plan correctly, and I didn't pre-record this podcast episode. However, I've held myself accountable to producing a new podcast episode every Monday. And so that means I am recording an episode Monday morning to get this out to you because I have committed to doing it. And this is my way of holding myself accountable. And this episode is going to go over a few techniques for holding yourself accountable. This is something that I hear all the time when I chat with people on Instagram, when I start working with new clients, is this idea of, I find myself starting things and I struggle to stay consistent. And part of that has to do with accountability. Part of that has to do with the personal responsibility of saying, okay, I've committed to doing this thing and I'm going to do it. But we also want to recognize it's a lot more nuanced than that. And I think a lot of the time, and I know myself included, we're really, really hard on ourselves when we have to do the quote unquote starting over Monday thing. And we see this as like a personal failing. You know, I said I was going to do this thing. I didn't do this thing. I have to start over again on Monday. And we sort of feel like we're, you know, restarting every single time we do this. Whereas really, we're not starting from the beginning because hopefully we've learned something in the process. But one of the things that I see that can be really difficult is actually understanding how do I create accountability for myself when I don't have something looming over me? And I'll give you an example. Um, I'm sure either you've done this or you know someone who, who has done this who set some sort of like fat loss goal for an upcoming event, uh, a vacation, something that has a specific deadline. And so there's been this huge push to to be accountable to the process to reach whatever that goal is in a certain amount of time. And then usually what we see, you know, the whether it's a wedding or a vacation, I don't know. That that date comes and goes and then whatever behaviors or whatever, you know, whatever process that person was was doing to get to the goal sort of goes out the window. And this is, you know, as I've said, either you've done this before or you know someone who has has you know lost a bunch of weight or gotten in great shape or achieved some sort of goal. And then the accountability that they had on the way to this t- very time-specific goal sort of disappears. And so I want to talk a little bit now, not about accountability to get yourself towards a, an imminent moment in time or an imminent goal. I want to talk about accountability in your day-to-day life to help you do more of the things that you want to do to be the type of person that you want to be. I'm going to, as I do in these episodes, I'm going to specifically talk about this in the realm of nutrition, health goals, fitness, et cetera, because as a nutrition coach, that's what I work pe- with people on. Um, but I'm going to give you, we're, you know, we're just going to hop right into the actionable tips here about how you can start working on your accountability for yourself without having to, you know, step on the scale all the time or, you know, have some drill sergeant trainer tell you what to do. So let's just go ahead and hop right in. So the first thing is we want to make sure that you are setting realistic goals. And when we talk about realistic goals is that doesn't mean that your goals can't be these big, audacious. And so when I worked at Lululemon, we used to talk about big, hairy, audacious goals. These are big goals that are, you know, 
kind of a stretch. That's okay. You can set big goals, but we want to make sure a couple things are in place. So one is we want to make sure that that goal, it, the time frame around it is actually realistic. And we want to make sure that the steps along the path to that goal are realistic for you in your day to day. And so this is where actually taking a larger goal, like maybe it's some really big, you know, fitness goal, like you want to run a marathon. And actually breaking that down and asking yourself, what are the steps involved in getting me to that goal? Those are then the realistic goals along the way, right? Like if I, I haven't run in God knows how long, if I were to say, I'm going to run a marathon next month, that's not a realistic goal. But if I were to say, I'm going to run a marathon in six months, that probably could be a realistic goal, but it wouldn't be very realistic if I only started running five months from now. And so this is where we want to look at, you know, where do we want to get? And then what are the steps to get there? And the steps to get there are the realistic goals along the way. So I've talked about this in previous episodes before, um, obstacle anticipation. And I have a little mini training on it that I will link in the show notes. And this is about how to think about the struggles or the obstacles that are going to come up on the way to a goal. This is really helpful for accountability because if you come up against an obstacle and you're like, I don't know how to tackle this, then yeah, you're probably going to be like, nope, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it. We also want to, or we can use a technique called if-then statements. And this is really helpful when we do look at different obstacles that may come up along the way to our goals. We can say, you know, if it rains on a day when I'm supposed to go for a run, then I will go to the gym and do my run on the treadmill, for example. And so we want to set up sort of fail safes that are going to help you be more accountable. If we're looking at this in the term in terms of nutrition, it might be, you know, maybe your big goal is you want to eat a certain amount of home cooked meals every week, or you want to, you know, reduce your sugar intake. And, you, you know, maybe your if then statement is, you know, if I don't have time to go to the grocery store, then I will order meals from XYZ place. And so you actually have fail safes in, in place that are going to help you stick to the process to reach those goals. All right, moving on to, I'm going to take a sip of water. Mm. Moving on to the next accountability tip is to give yourself a bit of leeway. A lot of the time, the reason that we struggle to hold ourselves accountable is because we're expecting ourselves to be perfect. And we sort of know that that's not going to work, but we hold out, we have this hope of like, well, I'm, if, if only I can be perfect, then this is all going to go well. And if we've done a really good job of obstacle anticipation and if-then statements, we know that that's not going to happen. Like things are not going to be perfect, but we'll also know how to deal with them. And another accountability tool, and this one, so I love this one. I got this from a researcher named Katie Milkman, who is, she researches behavior and talks a lot about changing habits. And she talks a, a little bit about having, I don't remember her terminology for it exactly, but it's kind of like having emergency outs and setting the bar sort of at a more realistic level. So again, going back to, you know, say you're trying to cook more at home and maybe your sort of perfect, quote unquote, perfect goal would be, I eat every meal at home all week, or I eat every dinner at home all week. So building in, your, in a little bit of leeway is going to help you be more consistent and hold yourself accountable so you don't feel like a disaster when you know something happens and you don't have time to cook or something happens and someone invites you out for a meal and you really want to go. And so part of this is when you build in that leeway, let's say 
you're like, ideally, I would like to eat, you know, six nights a week at home, one night a week, take out or going out to dinner. So you might build in some leeway, you might set the bar realistically low by saying, you know what, four nights out of seven, I'm going to eat at home. If any more than that is extra credit. And that in itself gives you a little bit of flexibility so that if you do go above and beyond amazing, you're going to feel great about yourself. But if you only hit that bare minimum of what you're like, I can realistically do this, you're not feeling like you're constantly letting yourself down, which is amazing for motivation, which is amazing for accountability. And she talks a little bit. So I wanted to talk a little bit about a study that um, Katie Milkman talks about a lot, which is that they did a study on saving money. And they broke people up into three groups. One of them were asked to save money on a monthly basis, others into a week on a weekly basis, and others on a daily basis. And first of all, more people signed up for the daily basis part because they felt like, hey, focusing on how much I want to save on a daily basis is easier, even though, so sorry, I'll backtrack for a second. So all of them, all of these people in the study were, were aiming to save $150 a month. They broke that up into you're either saving $150 a month you're saving, I think it was 35 a week, or you're saving, you know, $5 a day. Initially, more people decided to sign up for, I'm going to save for $5, I'm going to save $5 a day. And also they were more successful. Why? Because it's easier to take things step by step. It's easier to see on a daily basis, how am I going to achieve this $5 per day, than have this big goal of like, well, I have a month and you don't think as small over the course of a month. Whereas on a day, it could be, hey, you know, I don't go to Starbucks today, for example. That's easy. But when we're looking at the on, over the course of a month, it's easier to lose sight of that. And so for accountability, it's often easier to break things up into much smaller increments and then build in a little bit of leeway. Let's say, you know, one day you don't save $5, the next day, maybe you save 10. And that makes a little bit more sense in our brains. And I think can be really helpful for when we're looking at holding ourselves accountable to a longer term goal. The next thing I want to talk about is to reward yourself. And a lot of the time, I work with a lot of clients that food is a big reward for them. You know, oh, I've had a hard day. I'm going to take myself out to dinner. Or, you know, uh, I've been so good this week. I'm going to order a pizza. And so I want to encourage you to think about, specifically when it comes to nutrition goals and nutrition accountability, non, I, want, I want us to start thinking about food is not a reward. You deserve to eat just because you're alive. Um, you don't deserve a donut because you did a really hard workout. If you choose to eat a donut, that is a choice. It is not a reward. But one of the one of the really cool techniques that we can use to reward ourselves that have nothing to do with actually giving yourself something is something that I got from another researcher named BJ Fogg, who wrote an incredible book called Tiny Habits, which I use a lot of these techniques when I work with my clients. Um, and it's, it's the basis for one of the modules in my group coaching course is this, this thing that he calls shine. And this is our mini celebration method. And so when you're really proud of yourself for something, you probably go through in your head and have some sort of like reward pattern, whether it's, you know, saying a little, a little something to yourself, maybe it's a, you know, physical move, like pumping your fist or thumbs up. Maybe it's just a feeling. You feel like a warmth kind of spreading through your chest. You notice yourself smiling. This is the feeling that you get when you feel proud of yourself. And this is a feeling that you can replicate yourself. And so BJ Fogg says something that I absolutely love and that is incredibly pertinent. And so he talks in his book about how we change when we feel good. We don't change when we feel bad. 
And we can produce those good feelings ourselves. It's not just someone else saying, oh my gosh, you did such a good job. And often this is what we rely on is someone being like, oh my gosh, you lost so much weight or, oh my gosh, you're so strong or et cetera, et cetera. But we can actually provide that reward for ourselves. This is also something I work a lot with my clients on creating this for themselves. And I'm going to share with you in a minute um, something that I kind of put together for my group coaching clients. And I wanted to share it with you as well. So hold on. But we've got two more tips here. I thought this was going to be a short episode, but apparently not because there's a lot of cool ways to hold yourself accountable. And this is just scratching the surface. Uh, the last two actionable tips, and this one, you you probably know this. And I worked with a lot of clients who will come to me and they will say, you know, I just need someone on my ass telling me what to do. And what I talk to my clients about is I'll say to them, look, I will be your cheerleader until I teach you how to be your own cheerleader. And so part of this is having some type of support, some type of checks and balances that is external can be really, really helpful in getting you going. And then we want to learn how to transition that into creating your own accountability using some of the techniques I've talked about. And so different ways that you can find support, there's online groups, I, you know, online coaching, for example, like I do, uh, you can ask friends. I definitely, you know, if, if I've had goals that are similar to other friends in the past, we've talked about that and said, Hey, I'm going to check in with you X day. And we sort of chat about our progress. And I'm also opening up. So this is sort of a test for me. I just finished the first round of my confident eater group coaching course. And one of the things that the group really wanted, they're like, Hey, some accountability going forward would be amazing. So we've talked a little bit about their goals, their values, the things that they want to achieve. And they found that there's so much value in knowing that every week or every two weeks they have a coaching call. And they also have uh, an online group where we can sort of check in and say, Hey, how are things going? You know, what are the struggles? What are you, what are you working on right now? And just knowing that someone else or a group of other people are checking in on your progress is so motivating for being like, Oh, well, I said I was going to do this thing. So I'm going to do it. And so I wanted to open up this accountability group. Even if you haven't yet done my group coaching program, I wanted to open up this accountability group. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, I could use some accountability. I'm working towards some goals. I've got some things that, or maybe you have some things that you'd like to achieve, but you haven't yet defined the goal or the process. I wanted to open this up to, to you, listener, lovely listener. And if you would like, and if you're a client of mine, you're welcome to join this as well. This is separate from my one-on-one -on -one coaching and these are essentially bi-weekly accountability and coaching calls. So we're going to have an accountability portion, portion, and we're going to have a coaching portion that is really digging deep into why you might be struggling with a process or why you might be struggling with a mindset block or why you might be struggling and organizing a part of, of the process. And so if you're interested in getting in or, or, or joining this accountability group, and this is going to be with individuals all over the world. And we will have, as I said, biweekly calls and also a WhatsApp group that will be open all the time. Please let me know. So you can let me know through Jillian at bitesize.es is my email. The best way to get a hold of me for something like this is actually at bitesizenutri on Instagram. But don't go anywhere because I have one more uh, actionable tip for you to hold yourself accountable. So Please, if you're interested in learning more about the accountability group or you're like, yes, this is what I need, just to let you know, this is this is a much more um, 
cost-effective sort of coaching method. One-on-one coaching I know is not accessible for everybody financially. So I wanted to offer something that is that is really, really valuable, but not necessarily going to cost a ton of money, but you'll still be getting a ton of value as far as coaching, support, accountability, and guidance. So yes, anyways, moving on, last actionable tip is to stop being so hard on yourself when you mess up. If you know that you're going to beat the crap out of yourself mentally when you mess up, it's almost easier not to get started. And this is where we see a lot of procrastination in getting started, right? It's kind of like, well, if I can't be perfect, I don't want to get started. So how are we going to hold ourselves accountable to doing something if we don't even start? Or if we do start, but every time we mess up, we're so freaking hard on ourselves that we just don't want to continue. And so this is where it is really important, keeping in mind that hopefully we're setting realistic goals, we're giving ourselves, we're building in leeway, we're building in sort of steps to make this process a little bit easier. Hopefully we're rewarding ourselves for the good things that we're we're doing, we're finding support where we need it. And then this last tip of not being so hard on yourself when you mess up, this has to do with being able to, to reflect compassionately and compassionate reflection has a lot to do with, hey, what went wrong? Why? And how can I support myself in the future to fix that? And this is not like, oh my gosh, you need more willpower. I can't believe you screwed up. I just need to be stricter. That's not helpful. That's not constructive. That's not compassionate. This is about recognizing that messing up is part of the process. It is. We learn from our mistakes if we let ourselves. But if we don't let ourselves learn from mistakes, it's really hard to hold ourselves accountable. So I'm just going to recap really quickly sort of the the five things that I mentioned, setting realistic goals, giving ourselves a little bit of leeway, rewarding ourselves, asking for support, and to stop being so hard on ourselves when we mess up. And the last thing I will leave you with here is if you hate what you're doing, no matter how accountable you hold yourself, no matter how many checks and balances you have in place, it's not going to last. And so this can be, maybe you start this diet, you're like, this is a super strict diet. I'm going to hold myself accountable. This is a short-term thing. Cool. It's always going to be a short-term thing. And when it is a short-term thing, we get stuck in this pattern of starting over and starting over and starting over. And so this is where a lot of these accountability tools, we want to No, all of these accountability tools, in my mind, we want to be looking at how do I put these towards something that is going to be sustainable in the long term and something that I can actually visualize myself doing for the long term, rather than how do I push myself and hold myself accountable to this short term goal that I'm going to be right back where I started six months, a year, two years from now. So as I said, if you want to get a hold of me and and mention that you're interested in, in the accountability group, please let me know. That is at Bite Size Nutri on Instagram, and you'll find the link in the show notes. I also recommend listening to, I did an episode on motivation, the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. I apologize. I don't have the what episode number that is in front of me, but it does have the word motivation in the title of the episode, I promise. And with that, friends, I really hope this was helpful for you. I hope you take something away from this. I hope you've taken some notes. And with that, I will leave you. Please leave me a rating or review if you have not done so already. It is absolutely incredible to see when people do that. And thank you so much for being here and listening. 
And I can't wait to check in with you in a couple of days with the next episode.